Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the FPL Show here on Poorly29 here on YouTube or on the FPL Show feed on Spotify or any other podcasting platform. As you can see, once again tonight, I am joined by Damo. How you going, mate? Not bad, mate. Not bad at all. It is another week of FPL incoming, and it's the hallmark of a start of what is the busy period of FPL time where it will be might make or break for a lot of players in and around outside that one and a half mil rank. Yeah, and the good thing is it is fantasy silly season. There's no more international football for four months. It's yes. wrapped up finally. We can we spoke about this last week. We can finally get into a rhythm. If you haven't seen where our teams are at currently, make sure you watch the previous video. We went into a lot of depth around where our teams are at last week. Obviously, with international break, we have a lot of extra time to be able to unpack that information. So there's no point in us going through all of that once again. We will might we might touch on our teams and see where we're at with transfers, but I think the main focus for today is around coming out of the international break and then sort of some future planning through this busy period. So if you are excited to see along, make sure you like the video, make sure you comment, and make sure you subscribe. I must say there were a few subscribers that did come from the last podcast and the average view duration was a bit higher than normal, which is awesome. So it shows that you guys are enjoying these longer videos. So if you are, get in the comments. Let us know what your team's looking like for this week, and let's get straight into it. Damo, first of all, mate, what has caught your eye this international break? Uh, what's caught my eye has actually been the, the uh, few niggly sort of injuries that have been picked up by a few of the bigger FPL names as well. Also put out there quickly for those that do leave a comment, you could always leave a question for us to answer for the pod coming up for the following week. So if you have a question going, oh, I like this guy, by the way, and I like the way he looks, or someone in the international break that caught your eye, in that comment section, give us that question, we'll answer it in the future pod. Uh, with that being said, though, the niggling injuries is what's caught my eye the most. Uh, you saw Son go down, you saw Son in the end play against China, get kicked all off the park, basically, yeah. even though you got a few returns in that game. Harlan went down. Uh, Edison didn't play for Brazil. There was a few. Bowen. You know, Bowen got dropped from the England squad due to a niggly injury. Um, Isaac's flag, Wilson's now out completely. There's been a lot that's changed over the last week. So a lot of fantasy relevant players as well. Correct, and it makes a few other players more nailed. It makes some other players a little bit, mm. and it probably means for your future planning, it's kind of going down the way who's going to be most nailed to play as many games over this busy period. And maybe it might be worth going for players that maybe play for a lesser side but are going to be playing 90 minutes plus, then maybe over a couple of these guys that are playing for a couple of the bigger clubs but might be rotation risk. Yeah, and especially with the fixture congestion that we're going to see, everyone's playing you know three games in 10 days, two games in eight days. You want guys that are going to be guaranteed to play at this point. Like it's, you can probably carry one minute's risk and pray that when they do get rested, it's a full rest as well. So you can utilize your bench because I think a lot of people have money in the bank. I think a lot of players these days are running with pretty deep squads, like at least 14 man squads. It's pretty rare that people are running, you know, 12. Um, I think, you know, maybe the 15th slot might be a, you know, Bayer or like a Charlie Taylor and you don't really want to play him. But normally you've got guys to cover. So say you've got a Phil Foden or a Darwin who might actually get completely benched for a game. You should have cover from your other players. So, look, I think we've already spoken about him once. I think the first person who's the most relevant that I want to bring to the screen is Alexander Isaac because we weren't talking about him last week and that was purely based off of him not being nailed was probably the, the best way to put it going into the international break. He's someone who has absolutely exceptional data, albeit his minutes are a big risk. 
we've always said you want the nailed Newcastle attacker that's there long term. Looking at Alexander Isaac, I don't have a comparison there to him versus anyone else, but talk to me about your thoughts about Alexander Isaac moving forward. Well, the reason we didn't mainly speak about him last week is we knew he had this injury concern and Wilson wasn't injured. Now, we've now got the news that Wilson's going to be out for probably until after Christmas, and that's, what, six, seven game weeks nearly? It's it's a big old time um, because there's so many double game weeks in the lead-up and obviously the Christmas period of Boxing Day, the day after, whatever, which means Isaac is very nailed. Uh, also, there's been news that's coming out so far throughout this international break. We watch other FPL content creators like FPL Mate, uh, Let's Talk FPL, uh, you know, Raptor. They're all saying that Isaac's injury isn't reported to be as bad as first feared if to the case of where a lot of them are suggesting he's going to be starting from this week moving forward. And if Wilson's not playing, we know Isaac is then completely nailed because they need that pure number nine. Um, so I think doubling up on the Newcastle attack with Gordon and Isaac that are going to be nailed for this period could actually be very viable. And I think he's that viable. It almost could be a way that you move your squad into a 3-4-3 three, three sort of shape if you want to carry another striker like a Darwin or a Watkins through this as well. Yeah, I 100% like that thought process. I'm just bringing up on another tab quickly, the XGI for players this season. And it's funny that in the top 10 throughout the whole season. Isaac's not there. Now, if I go per 90 minutes, though, I'm hoping that he is going to be there. And, oh, wait up. If there's a way I can filter this, because there's some guy that's played like nine minutes who's top from Chelsea, David or whatever his name is. I don't know who he is. Okay. Yeah. So Isaac actually makes the top 10, and that's including the top three guys have all played nine, two, and six minutes. So I'm not really counting them. So, But Alexander Isaac is on there with Haaland. Wilson is actually second uh, in the like guys that actually play. Then it's Salah and then Isaac. So, And that just shows you that if there wasn't a minutes risk, he would probably be incredible. Yeah. The fact if, if Wilson or Isaac played in another Premier League team and was 100% nailed on, it just shows you how good either one of them would be in their own team. And now we got the opportunity where Isaac will be that main man moving forward with Wilson's semi-longish injury. Yeah. So I think... With that fixture run coming up as well, Chelsea, Man United, Everton, Spurs, Fulham, Luton, Forest, there's goals there. Uh, if he can stay fit, the concern would be through the Christmas period that he's going to play so much football that um, he could pick up a niggle, which is just as likely. But I think you've got to run, you know, he's 7.4. I think you could easily run a forward line of him, Darwin, Haaland, uh, or Solanke, Isaac, Haaland. Like you could just make the money work because there's so many options there. If you wanted to get off Ollie Watkins as well, you're making money. He's playing in a more consistent attack as well. Uh, and we know he's a lethal finisher. He'll take penalties as well when he's on the pitch. So he is just an absolutely brilliant asset who didn't cross my mind initially. Um, with two moves, I could easily get to him this week as well if I wanted to. And I'm also in a position where with my team, I don't have any forced transfers because I'm going to bring on the next player, which is Jared Bowen, where Dom was freaking out to me earlier in the week when we saw the news on Bowen. He goes, you've seen the news, you've seen the news. I said, it's fine. I've seen a press conference with Gareth Southgate who said it's nothing serious. Instead of traveling away to wherever they were playing, they were playing like Armenia or something. He goes, I've just sent him back to training, precautionary. The other concern is 
Mikel Antonio's gone down with a bad hamstring injury in this window as well, or in this um, international break. So I reckon David Moyes might have uh, got on the blower and said, please do not play Jared if he's not 1 million percent fit because we need him to play up front. It sounds like Mohamed Kudus is going to be locked in that right wing position as well. And he's about 6.4 mil. He could be an absolute lock for this run of fixtures for West Ham. Everyone's spoken about the run from this point on. Burnley, Palace, Spurs, Fulham, Wolves, Man United, Arsenal, Brighton. is just you want, you want a nailed West Ham attacker. I think Bowen will be fine through the middle. He'll play 90 minutes. He won't be on penalties as long as Banrama's on the pitch, though, which is a bit annoying. But he just plays every game for West Ham. That if you've got the number nine for West Ham at 7.7 .7 mil as a midfielder getting five points a goal... There's not really many players that are essential, but I just think at his current ownership, which I can pull up, he is currently owned by 30% of the game now. He is climbing big time in rank, but I'd still be very worried if I was part of the 70% that didn't own him. Yeah, and I'm, I'm part of that 70%. Obviously, went over for Bruno instead of Bowen last week, which I will say I've got a little bit of FOMO that I don't own him and whatever. My plan's... My intention, even on this run of fixtures, is not to get him because I'm not convinced by West Ham at the moment. Um, but I'm more not convinced by them as a side, not Bowen. By him, because he's been and returning. Almost, he's returned in every away game this year too. Like it's He's just almost, unbelievable. Almost that, that right. He's breaking up a bit. Is it worth me selling song to Bowen? Not this game week, but right up there, selling. I've not heard a thing you said. You... R2-D2, you're breaking up. Okay, that's very <laughs> odd. All right, you're a little bit better, better now. A little bit, but your quality's real low. I don't understand what's going on there. Maybe we're having some technical You're having an absolute... <laughs> I think you... I don't know. Right. I think it's okay now. Be... You are okay now? We're all okay? So. All right. I don't know what technical difficulties have gone on there because the internet's nah, been yeah, usually very camera's good. gone ballistic. Unless it's me, I don't know. But Everything's fine on my end. All right, we'll just keep going. Yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, main reason, the main reason I want him in is because of how well he's performed, and I'm thinking of selling Son to fund it, which is a crazy idea. I'm giving Son this game week because I have to, which means I miss Burnley, which is giving me a little bit of anxiety uh, for Bowen. And the reason I went for Bruno was for the massive upside of him playing, obviously, Sheffield last week, and he got nothing. Uh, Luton. Luden, sorry, last week and he got nothing. And Everton this week, which I still think Bruno could do very well in with the data he does generally possess. Uh, look, my, my preferred move last week would have been the Bowen, and I really wish I did do it because it was a better move longer term. But it also meant that would have made it very hard for me to get in Buemo. And I think in Buemo's nailed if we, uh, you know, yeah. if you look at it look long for term too. So there might be a way where I sell Son for Bowen, but there's also a way where I sell Son all the way down to like Cole Palmer to fund like all my other moves. So yeah, it, it's a weird one. And it's not, not sitting here saying I'm definitely going to sell Son. If Son and Spurs look better against Aston Villa, then obviously I can't do that. And then with the midfield that I want, one person has to make way. And I, I really think I'd prefer Embremo over Bowen if that's the decision I have to make. Yeah, I think just the Embremo has the minutes, he's got the penalties. And it's similar output. So I think if you're making that decision and you're saving quite a bit of money going in Buemo, you're saving you know, half a mil going in Buemo. So there's a few things going in that favour as well. So I'd be more than um, okay with making that move too. So 
I don't think other than Harlan, look, Harlan will play. There's Norway were playing for absolutely nothing um, in that period of games as well. So the fact he wasn't in the squad's a good thing. I think Mans he'll be fine. Early kickoff. He'll be he'll be fine. Yeah. So no issue there with Erling Haaland moving forward as well. So I think coming out of the international break. That's pretty much all the main talking points. It hasn't really been a whole lot else. I mean, I don't know Sun's son. He's not even flagged at the moment. I think he'll be fine, but he's definitely someone worth considering what we do with him because he they just look dreadful without Madison at the moment. I think one game is not enough to judge. If they look dreadful again against Villa, and I mean dreadful, I mean like really poor, then he's worth selling. If he shows something against Villa, then I might keep him one more week. My only worry is, is that there's money tied up in Son, and if he starts getting sold quickly, I don't want to lose that value. Um, that I have built up in him. Yeah. So it might be the case that if he looks really poor against Villa and Bowen looks as good as he generally does, there's definitely a world where I could move there. Obviously, there's other midfielders I want to speak about, like Palmer's long-term fixtures are good. Hangy Chan looks incredible at Wolves for the points per million. Um, there's so much that you could do that you could even revamp your squad. I've never, I haven't taken a hit all season. Within three moves and taking a hit, you could changing the three four three and have the option of having Isaac with another two strikers. Alvarez comes into that team and the double comes around. You know, there's so much that you could do that Son could become a sellable asset, but I don't think he's someone that you should be selling this week ahead of the Villas game where Villa defensively aren't the greatest and we'll play a high line and this would be the true test if Son's keepable or not because this is a game with, with Madison. I would expect Son to return twice. Yeah. If he can return at some point in this game, then it's probably worth keeping and moving forward. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned taking a hit potentially this week because I actually think I might have to in order to do what I want because I'm just waiting for my screen to load because my ideal moves would be Archer, Diaby, both out to start moving things around. Now, if it was to be two moves, it would be Solanke and Palmer, which, as you can see, leaves me with Negative point one in the bank. So we can't quite do that move just yet. But someone I'm really keen to move on is uh, Matty Cash because the attacking returns are not there um, at the moment. And Villa's defense are definitely not looking like keeping a clean sheet anytime soon either. So in order to take a minus four, I, would, I haven't actually looked at the defenders that I'd want to bring in because I feel like I've got good coverage defensively anyway. But what I'd be looking at doing is, can you push this striker up to Isaac at, was he 7-4? Let's see if he just comes up. And that leads you 3.9. That brings you, what, Charlie Taylor in? Yeah. So wherever he is, I don't even know where he is. Maybe he's gone up, but he might have gone up to four. So, you know, you bring in probably George Bulldog just for a place sitter, which I don't particularly like. So I don't actually know how I feel about that as a minus four. Um to bring in Palmer and Isaac to move on Diaby and Archer. You're kind of switching Archer for Bulldog and then you're moving Diaby uh, and Cash to Palmer and Isaac. So that's just one way of, of being able to do it that way. Not fantastic because I want to keep Trippier, but then the rest of the team I'm pretty happy with anyway. So if it means I have to ride a, a 15th man for a while, then I do. Um, I just want to quickly go up to 4.4 and just see... Where is Charlie Taylor? Let me just go to... Oh, there he is. I saw him. Yeah, he's up to four, which is frustrating because yeah. at 3.9, he would have been good. But what are your thoughts on potentially taking a minus four in that context? I don't 
don't hate it, that's for sure, because I'm thinking more long-term. This game week, yeah, it's not too bad. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Darwin, so it might even be worth benching him. Simica something plays Man City. But I think if you get through the one week of pain, I'm just thinking longer term, you're going to get so many options of, do I play only 3-5-2? Do I play 3-4-3 this week? You know, is there a world where I'm playing 4-4-2. You know, a 4 3 3 even with Simikas, Trippier, Gway, and Gabriel having some amazing fixtures coming up. Yeah. And then picking your three best midfielders in those three strikers. It just gives you a lot of flexibility. And I think with the silly season coming up, having that flexibility of being able to play players that are 100% nailed, if they've got a niggly injury and they're going to miss a game week, you know, which is only three days, a niggly injury three days out, they miss one game week, having that potential to be able to do that could be huge. Um, and it always means that, you know, generally if your team looks like that, obviously for you in this case it doesn't, your bench is usually pretty good if you're taking a big money out, which if I'd make my moves moving forward, that would be some coming out and then, yeah. Yeah. So Bulldog and has Bulldog. been playing recently too. So was he yeah. He was injured, wasn't he? He was injured and then everyone sold him because everyone had him. He was the most owned 4.0 yeah. at one stage. So I think everyone got off him to go to Charlie Taylor and that dropped his price. Oh, and now okay. he's back. So, so look, I expect him to as play. As a playing 3.8 in silly season, as you a bench it. cover is not the worst. So that is, for me, that is a definite option because, yeah, I agree with you. I don't particularly want to sell Sun because the selling value is 9.4 and he's at 9.7. So it's just, he's almost just going to be a set and forget, I think, because he's on penalties. We don't know that, but we'd assume he's on penalties. He's playing for a decent enough attack. I think you just got, got to nothing, ride him. They've got nothing else as well. You know, they don't have Europe. They don't have anything else. It's yeah, he's playing one game, game. a week. It's, that's it. It's EPL game, EPL game. Ange can't afford to rest him with the injuries they got as well for the midweek games. So unless he picks up an injury, he's nailed. That's the whole reason why I want to give Son as many chances and as much as it looks for Spurs to look good. Because if they do, then he's not sellable. And then obviously I need to make my funds elsewhere. Um, you know, same thing with Son. I think Trippy is the same too. You know, I don't think really Newcastle can afford to not play Trippier with how the defence looks at the moment. Yeah. You know, and then I think the most nailed on assets, you know, Harlan, Sulla. So there's one rotation risk in that whole team. That's what I like about this team. Correct. You, you, you can ride Darwin. I know Simicast is Simicast, but at 4.5, whenever Robertson's ready, that can just be anyone. Like that 4.5, you can go to Colwell, you can go into the second Newcastle defender with some money Correct. in the bank. There's there's new, yeah, Crystal Palace double up or Everton. You know you want a Michaelenko or there's options for waiting to see what defenses do in December because Robbo won't be back to the new year anyway. So I think this team gives you really good balance. The one thing I'm about to bring up is some comparison. You can see I've taken Isaac out of the team. I think when you're looking at that list of strikers on the right hand side, you're probably looking at Alvarez versus Isaac. I'm just going to bring up their data, but without looking at it, Damo, which way do you reckon you would sway whilst I bring up their information? Definitely Isaac right now, and then Alvarez from like the blank onwards. To be fair, 16 and 17 and the blank's 18, isn't it? Um, yeah. I think those two fixtures leading in are very good for Alvarez. Um, I didn't own him previously. I definitely want to own him now. What I like is a lot of people that currently own him have been selling him, and... I really think if he banks against Liverpool, a lot of people are going to get off him too after that as well. So I think there's a world where Alvarez gets a seven mil again. Yeah, and that would I be think. Beautiful. Oh, I don't know why the data just disappeared. That was a bit weird. Um, yeah, I don't know why. You can reset that up. Let me just reset um, it. But what I noticed there was whilst the 
what is going on with Hub tonight? Um, what I did see from when it was there was that Isaac is much the better goal threat, um, whereas Alvarez, let me just refresh the tab. Um, yeah, go ahead. Alvarez is very much an assist threat more so because of the role that he plays. And he's been scoring goals with low XG. So we know that he's playing in a much better team. We know that the XG means probably less, if that makes sense. Like he doesn't need as much data in order to return. But when you do the comparison here, when you're looking at shots in the box, shots on target, shots is actually ironically even. But Isaac is just putting them on target and he's involved in these big chances. And the expected FPL points with the minutes that he's got, is so much higher. So with 90 minutes, I expect that data to just go kaboom because Alvarez has been playing 90 minutes. Isaac's been playing 65, and Isaac's killing Alvarez's data. So I am very much thinking you take the – look at the heat map. That just tells you the story, doesn't it? One one's more creative, playing in that De Bruyne role, and the other one's playing as the number nine for Newcastle. It's uh, very easy to see which way you would go. Um, and if you look at the fixtures coming up, I'm definitely taking Chelsea, Man United, Everton, Spurs, Fulham, and Luton as an attacking set over Liverpool, Spurs, Villa, Luton, Palace, and a blank, especially with the blank there. Yeah. And I think after the blank, knowing that Man City will have that double confirmed in game week twenty more than likely by that stage, you've got an easy transfer to pick up a, a nailed a Man City attacker. For the double. And, and at that exactly point, Newcastle, they go Luton Forest. So you might want to keep for 18, 19. Yeah. But then 20, which is when the double is going to be for Man City, which I'll tell you in a second, will be Brentford and Sheffield. Newcastle go Liverpool City Villa, and then they get Luton yeah. again. But that's a good time to then jump off of Isaac that onto. Might, that, that might be a time where if you want Isaac back, it's a three week punt on Alvarez and then straight back to Isaac. Could be as well. So, look, I am very, very much thinking minus four this week. Now, I've got 0.1 in the bank, so I can wait for one more price rise on someone before I have to lock this in because I don't like making early transfers, but if I'm going to get locked out of this move, I'm not worried about any of the injury news about all three of these guys that are flagged. I think they're going to be fine. So... And I'm not just looking at it, am I going to make a plus four on this week between Diaby, Cash, Archer versus Bulldog, Bowen, Isaac. Now, well, you could. You could look at it. And Archer's someone I spoke about last week who I'd be okay to play over Darwin. I would be very much happy to play a 3-5-2 this week with Gabriel, Guayhi, Trippier. That five and then Harland, Isaac and Darwin be my first sub. I because think that's fine. Gabriel has Brentford, which he's being benched in my current team. Guayhi has Luton, and Trippier's got Chelsea, I think. But again, yeah. you're not benching Trippier. So I think those fixtures are fine because clean sheets are clean sheets. You don't know when the hell they're going to come at the moment. So, nah, it's um, so hard. But with that five and the two up front with Darwin off the bench, like that's a big. I've got a big decision between Palmer versus Newcastle or Darwin against Man City. My worry is that we start Gakpo and Darwin could have a 30-minute window where he scores two or comes on for a one-pointer if we're losing. So I'd rather take the 90 minutes of Palmer with a potential penalty over trying to chase a a five-pointer from Darwin anyway. Correct. And like, I I like the negative four move and I like the flexibility this gives. Obviously, I'm going to (laughs) get a different boat. 
I'm but, floating with that, mate. I'm not doing it tonight, but I'm I very much. I think that extra day or two of, of information. understanding and information of these injuries is huge. Yeah. And I think that's the big point here is try and leave it as late as possible. Now, I've got a very busy weekend. You know, I'm in the state. Um, but the beautiful thing is, while I was playing poker, you can listen. So I'll be able to watch the full Raptor or the full Let's Talk FPL or, you know, um, live Whoever stream. There's as, as much information before I make my change. You know, if I go to share my screen at the moment, if uh, we are allowed to share the screen, one second, share now. So my issue right now is Bulldog is very much going to go up tonight. Yeah. Um, what is going on with this screen tonight? Maybe it's because I'm in full screen. I don't know, but we'll maybe, see. maybe. Um, now with my screen, as you can see here, boys, I've got two free transfers. I got zero point zero in the bank because I've moved up to Bruno as a punt, and I'm obviously not selling Bruno this game week with him having Everton. My plan was always to sell him next game week for Embuemo. That's the main reason we brought him in. Is my plan moves actually to go Diaby, who I know has a good fixture against Spurs, but to get on Eze for the next three game weeks, because the next three game weeks here is Luton, West Ham, who can't defend, and Bournemouth, before he then goes Liverpool, City, Brighton, which means that I can do that. And then obviously it becomes Palmer after this when Eze's fixture goes horrid, Palmer gets the run from 16 onwards that everyone's discussed previous episode, and I think everyone's talking about Chelsea's run moving forward. That gives me 0.6 in the bank and one move. If I really, really, really wanted to do what Paul's doing, there's, to me, there is not one good defensive transfer to make this game week. Yeah, because there's no one. No one's gonna, you know, you can't tell me which team's keeping a clean sheet this game week. I look at all the games and I go, everyone's scoring. So I don't need to move cash now. I can move cash later. He's got Bournemouth next, so I don't need to do that. If I really wanted to get Isaac in this game week, unfortunately, it's for Bruno or for Humanson, and I don't like either of those options. So I think for me, yeah, that's you don't have move. an easy downgrade. I mean, look, that's, the, that's that. the downside of going Eze. So it's pretty much you're choosing: do you want Eze over Palmer, which you probably do short term? Yeah, and then you have Palmer in sixteen for Eze, which is but it just means me. you then don't get Isaac. So that's my other conundrum I'm in as well. Do you just play it safe, not go the minus four, go Diaby down to Eze, roll the other transfer, and keep going? There's a world where I do that because I could get priced out before I have the information that I want as well. I think at a minimum this week, Diaby leaves my team. Cash against Tottenham's a hard one. I don't even know if I want to play him, which is kind of a reason why I want to get rid of him because it's like I'm carrying a five million defender that I don't really want to play. But the only thing that I could do with there is move Cash down to Gabriel to get extra funds in the team, and I play Gabriel against Brentford. But if you tell me right now, is Cash conceding the Spurs? Yes, he is. Is uh, is Arsenal conceding to Embuemo? A hundred percent. Well, we so, said that last week, and Liverpool kept a clean sheet. Yeah, because Allison was a god and uh, somehow bought a Bournemouth. Uh, somehow, uh, I don't see Brentford blanking any, two weeks in a row as well. And Arsenal's defence isn't as good as Liverpool's at home in general. I think, oh, that's a big call. No, Arsenal's defence is better away from home than they are yeah. at home, and we know yeah. that. And Liverpool's defence is much better at home than it is away from home. So they are the reverse of each other. That. Yeah, they yeah. are the much of a muchness when it comes to that. So I think. I know we spoke a little bit about this last week as well. I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm very tempted to go into this and then try and find some funds to maybe upgrade Bulldog. But if Bulldog's going to start, it's actually not the worst 15th player to have because 
him and Archer, I think, are much of a muchness. Archer, it's going to be hard to predict when they get a, a goal. And Sheffield United probably aren't going to keep many clean sheets. So they're both going to be two-pointers here and there, but you never know. So, Correct. Look, I think the last thing we want to talk about this evening is a team that we could work towards, which is going to probably involve us not using a hit this week, and it probably involves us bringing in Eze this week anyway. So this is something that we've spoken quite a lot about lately as well, Damo, this draft in particular. So does that involve having Eze? No, sorry. That's the wrong draft. Apologies, Paul. That's so not like my team. actual team. Uh, hold up. Uh, this one here, this one's got the one with Reese James. And there you go. Boom. All right. That is the Talk one. Us through it. So this is from Game Week 15 onwards, boys and girls and ladies and gentlemen. And it's more of a team that's not built to say this is the team we're moving towards, but this is a team built of guys that will allow you to fund a lot of moves in other areas because the points per million that you get from these guys is massive. So, you know, this is what is predicted for Game Week 15 onwards. 96 team rating, 89% Game Week rating, but that's because the game doesn't think, um, you know, Reese James is nailed at the moment and stuff like that. Um, you know, it allows you to have rotating keeps between Ariel and Pickford. And, Paul, you can back me up here. Everton have looked a lot better since yeah. we all sold Pickford. Agreed? Yeah. 100%. Now, I'm not going to talk about the defenders just yet. I'm going to talk the midfield next because I believe, and the strikers, because I believe this is what I can then talk about what the defence does. I'm going to talk about the strikers, Harlan, Darwin, and Solanke. This could be Isaac over Darwin if you prefer those minutes. And there's definitely a world when it comes to the defenders where you can downgrade them to get Darwin and Isaac in. And there's a lot of flexibility. Now, the reason why I mentioned those three strikers is because the midfield is where things get interesting. There's no real big names in this midfield. It's only Salah. And then I've got the likes of Gordon and Bremo Palmer and He Chan. But what that means is that you've got a guy that's nailed for Newcastle that's an is an awesome winger, can play up front for Newcastle at scoring points. And Bremo, who looks the most nailed out of the 6.5 to 7 point, you know, 7.0 midfielders, that is amazing. Palmer speaks for himself. And look, Paul, I'll let you speak about Hang Yi Chen because he's your boy. You like yeah. him a lot. He is just, he just finds the back of the net. It's just crazy. He's returned in like five of the last six games. He just pops up. Wolves, wolves are bouncing, and he's, he's definitely someone I want. Um, not from right now, though. I don't think their fixtures are great in the here and now from memory. I'll just quickly pull them up as well. So they go Fulham this week, then Arsenal. But where I really want them from is 15, which is this run that you've got up yeah. already, where they play Burnley at home, Forest, West Ham, Chelsea, Brentford, Everton, Brighton, Man United, Chelsea, Brentford, Spurs, Sheffield United. Yeah. He can just He's sit got... there at 5.5 and just and tick, tick over. over. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about this team that we have on screen is in those hard fixtures, you've got other players that are worth a lot more money or, you know, other positions that you can play. You know, this team set up as a 3-5-2. There's definitely weeks where you're going to play 4-3-3 because we've got Salah so to, Salah and Mbwemo will have to go at some point with AFCON as well. So just Correct, that and that funds other moves as well. Uh, but then I want to touch on the defence, and you can back me up here. Clean sheets are kind of out the window at the moment, Paul. Yeah. Having this much money to spend on your back in your backline allows you to have a backline that looks like this: Levi Coa and a stupid on your bench. That is Levi Coa with the run of Everton, Sheffield, etc. Moving forward, allows you to have a stupid on the bench who, when fit, is the best attacking defender in the league, which hurts me to say because Trent's in this team too. Allows you to keep Trippier. Allows you to have Trent Alexander-Arnold when 
we know that he will eventually get a 15-pointer at some stage of the season because he always does. And it also allows you to take a gamble on Reese James's fitness, if you like, as well as which I've done in this team. But you could also go for an Arsenal defender like a Saliba or a Gabriel, et cetera, right? On the screen, it says I have negative point two in the bank, but that's because of clicking around on hub takes away money. Yeah. Um, so I think that I actually afford this team by point one in the bank. That's a team which allows you to have midfielders that will play that you can rotate when they have good fixtures and points per million. They're scoring so much. They're scoring better than the likes of at the moment, like Martinelli and Saka, and they're doing as good as a Bowen and they're much cheaper. Yeah. Allows you to have three nailed on strikers in Darwin or slash Isaac Harlan and Solanke. And Could it be really in does, by then. So oh, I can't be because you got three Chelsea, but yeah, but you, can move in. you can move Reese James to Gabriel, for instance, or Saliba, and then you yeah. can. And it allows you to have a more attacking mindset of defenders for when it goes bang. It is awesome for the point potential. And if no one's keeping clean sheets at the moment, is there really need to go for guys that we think have good fixtures that are going to keep yeah. a clean sheet? Or is it worth going for guys potential. that can... Correct. And like, if you moved it through game week 16, for instance, you optimise, it's obviously going to make me make sure that there's all cars until there's no cars left. And let's just see how quickly we can do this. Be good. Oh, don't be good. That bad stuff. Boom. Right. All of a sudden, you've got a 94 rating with 96. And on your bench, you've got Kobo and Reese James against Everton, which I would almost say one of them should be playing. Yeah. And you've got Solanke against Man United. The game reckons playing Pickford against Chelsea over Fulham, which I wouldn't. But you see what I mean? So many good fixtures. You move to the week after again, you know, if I was to switch this team around, you get the double fixtures of Sheffield for Chelsea, you get Luton for Solanke. Yeah. You know, in the blank game week, you've got Solanke for Nottingham. You've got yeah, so, so many good fixtures. Benching is stooping in against Arsenal, although he got a hat-trick as well. Correct. And like in this game week here, you're taking Bremo out and you take Haaland out. You've got the cover for those two as well. Yeah. And it allows you to keep him so they can keep him for the double. Like without me even going into more in depth there, and I would imagine the algorithm will like exchange the more he starts moving forward. Hopefully he doesn't get injured. Yeah. You know, look at that team. Well, you got Cole that, there anyway in case, James. Correct. And I'm telling you right now, Reese James would be the puntier one out, the, out of the options. You could go to any Arsenal defender if you really wanted to. There's just so much that you can do in this game week and future game weeks that going to a team that has such a good points per million in the midfield allows you to really look at the aggressive side of, well, I can go with Isaac or Solanke or Darwin and then move it to Alvarez for the double. It allows me to have the flexibility if there's injuries during this period of people get a niggly one, two-week injury, which is two game weeks during this crazy period. And it allows you to really go, you know what, with these are defenders, if they go bang, it is a big scoring game week for yourself. Yeah. I really like it. I really like it as well. And I think it's something with two transfers that I've got this week is definitely something that I'm looking towards probably going in that direction anyway, I think. Obviously, the sun side of things hurts, but when you get Trent in and the balls he's playing, especially that connection with him and Darwin that we've seen has been brilliant. I think that's just one avenue that we can really exploit. So I think, in, look, whether I take the hit to do it, I don't really want to do the hit because it involves me getting Bulldog in and that kind of stops me from getting to the team of that. I think if I were to compare the hit versus no hit, I'd rather the end goal of that team, which is going to take me a couple of weeks longer to get to, because I like the opportunity to play with my whole 15 players. Whereas the other team shoehorns me into playing 14 players and having Bulldog there. So you don't get the option of the double rotation in the double game week because you then rely, you've got three guys that you're kind of like, yeah, 
because Sheffield United, you, you don't want to play Bulldog. So yeah. I think over the next three weeks, I would work towards that team in game week 15. The question is, when does Bowen and when does Sun come out? Because that's where your money is that is getting shifted. So some of that money goes from those two midfielders to get Archer up. So then you have to look at, is it Solanke, is it Isaac? Because when are you buying them? If you're getting Archer out this week, then you're probably getting Isaac. If you're waiting, then it's some, and then it's Solanke. Yeah, correct. So you just it's timing more than anything, I think, at that point. you got to just prioritize. When do you want Trent? Do you want Trent now? Do you want Trent in two weeks' time? You obviously don't want Trent this week, so you're not making that move this week. So you're probably upgrading Archer first. So you're going one down, one up. Then next week, you're going one down, one up. Idea, also, or not even one down, and then the week after, one up. So you're probably going to go two transfers now to start the process. In game, what game week we're going to? 13. So game week yeah. 13, you're using two transfers. Game week 14, you're using one. Game week 15, you're using a fourth, potentially a hit in game week 15 to set your team up. And then you're not touching it for a while. Then you're just going, do, 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 do. 15 might be the week where you bring Pickford in. Maybe it's 16. You just wait to move Turner to Pickford, but you should have money in the bank to be able to do that. And that's what I'm thinking. Correct. And I think that with that team and that setup, I, I, this is the whole reason why I've been team no hit this whole time is that it allows me that if I need to take a hit. By this game week last, last year, I've already taken six hits, seven hits. What's yeah. that negative, what, 20-something points already? Yeah. If you're telling me I can get to that team and I can take two moves this week if I wanted to, or just one move, which is the RBD Eze, which still allows me to get to Cole Palmer anyway moving forward. Right. I don't think and having Eze take... long term is the worst option either. No, correct. And then it allows me to go two moves next week with two free transfers. And then you're telling me in game week 15 for another two moves at a negative four, I could have that team for a negative four. Not bad. Yeah. What happens if I have to make three moves for a negative eight? Well, that's my first hit. It's only one negative eight hit that I can take throughout the whole first half of the year. Then I'm still loving that as a team moving forward. I'm thinking that negative eight, even though maybe in game week 15 it hurts you for that game week, I think that team will outscore 16, 17, and more importantly in the blank, that's going to outscore most teams in game week 18. I'm just trying to do this for ahead of game week 15. So what I've done is I've gone Eze for Diaby because I just think that move short-term is just unbelievable. Luton, West Ham, Bournemouth, there's goals in that run of three games anyway. And I think Eze probably just stays because he gets Liverpool, Man City. Look, Liverpool at Sellers Park, good fixture. Man City at the Etihad, not the worst fixture. And then it's Brighton, Chelsea, Brentford, Arsenal, Sheffield United, Brighton, Chelsea, Everson, Burnley, Spurs, Luton. I think you could easily hold Eze anyway. So yeah. not the worst. So, so far, I probably should just share my screen, shouldn't I? Because I'm talking to yeah, it. So ahead. let me get the team up. Because this is probably the last thing we're going to go through tonight anyway. So for one move this week, Diaby out, Eze in. Then next week, it's Palmer in for Sun, Isaac in for Archer. Again, without looking at what it looks I could do this on Hub as well, but anyway, I haven't looked at fixtures, but that's what you're doing. Then you still got one move into 15, still got cash. So cash can't unfortunately turn into Trent, I don't think, 7.9. So you're there, like, are you taking a hit? You're going Bowen. You're probably going Huang with the run. I'd say yeah. starting in 15 against um, Burnley. So Huang comes in. And then if you really want Trent in 15 for Sheffield United, which I think you do, <laughs> you could go 
with one hit, Damo, in that week yeah. to that team. And he's still got Costa, and you would probably play double Liverpool. Actually, you've got too many players from Liverpool, so you'd actually have to take another hit to get Costa up. Oh, fair point. Um, Which, anyway. look, to be fair... To be fair, if you don't want Trent at that point anyway, you could just do the one move, no hit, cash in 15 plays, Man City, so he's getting benched. We've got Sheffield. Gwaihi goes Bournemouth. Yeah. So you could just roll that transfer anyway and just go to the and one we, transfer with that team. The week with, after with cash, you turn him into any a Chelsea defender you want with their good fixture on the spot. Yeah, at 16. So You don't have to get Trent. I'll just put him in there as well. Because, because you've got the money. The attack, attacking options. Yeah, but so that could easily just become a Stoopinion too. So yeah, like, correct. You could Stoopinion's just, huge. I don't even know. Where's Brighton? Let me just see. So where are we talking about from game week 15? Yeah. So we get a few weeks to look at a Stoopinion who gets Brentford, Burnley, Arsenal, Palace, Spurs, West End Wolves. Yeah, but I wouldn't take a hit to get a stooping in, though. I'd wait. No, nah, but... I wouldn't either. But I just think from the attacking point of view, if you're playing that game of you know having that cheaper midfield where it allows you to go some really heavy hitting defenders and free strikers that are nailed, and allows you to play the flexibility game, you, you've got to take a stooping for when he gets really good game weeks for that big potential. Yeah. clean sheet plus two assist equals thank you for fifteen points. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. So look, I think there's plenty there to look forward to. Again, injury suspensions. Rotation's all going to play a part moving forward, but that is just some of our transfer thinking ahead of the next month or so of FPL going into the big chaos of December. Make sure if you got to this point that you are liking, you're commenting, and you are subscribing over here on YouTube. And if you are over on Spotify listening along, make sure you head over to YouTube at Paulie29 to watch us go through all that because there are a lot of visuals there. Uh, But again, make sure you're getting in the comments, letting us know your questions, what you're thinking ahead of game week 13. Damo and I will peruse through the comments over the next few days as well and answer as many questions as we can that are related to this week and get your questions in for next week. But... From us, that is a wrap on this week's podcast. We'll see you bright and early for Game Week 14 preview because they are going to be coming thick and fast very, very soon.